Hello, and welcome to the Roman Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today I'm going to take you through my fourth mock draft of the season. Now with the first week of free agency behind us, we're getting a clearer picture on what teams could be looking for come April. A lot of exciting moves and big names were changing teams this last week. The NFL offseason is always a show. So with all that said, let's get started. With the first pick, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I don't think anyone really is. Everyone knows Trevor's going number one overall the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going to be a great pick for Ed Meyer. Probably the main reason Ed Meyer came out of retirement or hiatus, whatever you want to call it, after leaving Ohio State, is uh, Trevor Lawrence. And he's going to be a great pillar for him going forward. Number two, you have the New York Jets. They can stick with Darnold or go you know, build around him. From what everyone's hearing and what I'm hearing, I think it's going to be Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. Seems like Darnold's not going to be there too much longer. They were already taking trade calls on him. Obviously, didn't pull the trigger. I know they still want to see what Zach Wilson goes through his pro day later this month. And uh, Justin Fields has another has one coming up this next couple weeks as well. But, I mean, from all intents and purposes, like they're going to go quarterback direction. I think Zach Wilson's the second best available, and I think he'll be the pick. Number three, the Miami Dolphins. I can see them trying to trade out, especially for a team trying to get a quarterback here. But I also know that I don't think they want to miss out on one of these top receivers. If they go behind six, they could lose out on guys like Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, and Devontae Smith. So for the sake of this mock, I'm going to have them staying pat here and taking Jamar Chase from LSU. He's my number one receiver in this class. Absolute stud. He's going to be a true number one in the NFL level. Yes, Miami did just sign Will Fuller last week, but it was only to a one-year deal. No guarantee he's going to be in the long-term plans. And even if he is, you know, Will Fuller, J- Jamar Chase, Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki, and Preston Williams is an array of weapons for Tua Dev- Tungavailoa going forward. So he'd be a great pick at number three for Miami Dolphins. At number four, I have a projected trade. I have Carolina coming up from eight to get the fourth pick from the Atlanta Falcons and taking quarterback Justin Fields from Ohio State. Seems like Carolina definitely wants a quarterback. Obviously, everyone has heard the Deshaun Watson hype. That's another situation if that's still going to happen, whether trade happening this offseason or maybe into the summer months in a training camp regular season. Uh, but so I, I just don't know if Deshaun's going to get traded anytime soon. So I'm going to have him go and get quarterback Justin Fields from Ohio State. Like I said, he has a pro day coming up in the next couple weeks. If he shows out there, I think he's gonna his stock's even going to rise even more. There was a video this last week of him running a 4-4-1 and preparing for his pro day. I don't know if I saw that speed on film, but if you know he can run that, that's going to be crazy. It's only going to improve his stock. He's I always thought he was going to be a good RPO option in the NFL. Definitely still kind of raw, makes poor decisions under pressure, but there's a lot of talent to work with, and you know he definitely can be a franchise quarterback in time. With the fifth pick, I have Cincinnati Bengals taking tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. Cincinnati definitely needs a tight end. They don't really have one of quality on the roster right now. They could also go receiver here as well. I, I think Jamar Chase would definitely be in play if he's available. Reuniting with Joe Burrow. I think Penny Sewell is definitely another option at left tackle. They did just sign Riley Reef, so he's going to play tackle this year. Doesn't mean only for a one-year deal, so Sewell is definitely on the table. Just for this mock, I had him going another weapon for Burrow and getting Kyle Pitts, and Kyle Pitts would flourish in that offense, especially with Burrow you know, going along with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. So I think they just load up on weapons and maybe address the offensive line in the second round as well. With the sixth pick, I have another projected trade. I have the Chargers coming up from 13 to get the sixth pick from the fit off Eagles to take 10 tackle Penny Sewell from Oregon. 
Now the Chargers definitely need a left tackle to protect Joe, me, uh, Justin Herbert's blind side for the foreseeable future. They have a good amount of weapons already with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They signed Jared Cook at tight end after losing Hunter Henry. Um, so I think they're going to come and get that left tackle. Penny Sewell, I think, is the number one left tackle in this le- this draft. And I think he'd be a great pick for the Chargers. Obviously, they have to give them capital to get up to get him. But I think uh, Penny Sewell will be a great blind side protector for Herbert going forward. At 70, of the Detroit Lions, who definitely need wide receiver help. It looks like Jared Goff's going to be their comp- quarterback for at least the foreseeable future. And they signed Tyrell Williams a few weeks back from the Raiders. They cut him. They picked up Rashad Perryman. But obviously, all those guys are on one-year deals. So they get a long-term answer here with Devontae Smith, who seems like his stock is a little very, you know, varying right now because of his frame. So he could drop, and if he does, I don't understand it. I know the, the frame obviously is important, but you know, watching the film, that guy does not impact him. He gets where he needs to be. He's very quick. He never gets pushed off his routes. You know, he beats the press pretty easily. So Devontae is a guy that I am not worried about him at all getting open in the NFL and being durable. He got a, he got nicked up a little bit, but it wasn't anything serious during his time in Alabama. But Smith, I think, is a should be a top 10 pick in this draft. But if he doesn't, I'm going to say it's purely based on the 170-pound frame that he you know currently has or people list him as. And number eight, you have the Atlanta Falcons after trading back from Carolina, my projected trade. I have him still taking a quarterback here, going with Trey Lance from North Dakota State. You know, Atlanta seems to be going forward Matt Ryan for the time being, but they definitely need a quarterback of the future. And I think Trey Lance would be the perfect guy to sit behind Matt Ryan going forward because I think he's at least a year or two away from playing. He only started about a year at North Dakota State. So he's still very raw, loads of potential, but a guy that just needs experience. And you know, repetition, whether it be in training camp, preseason, he's not ready to play. And I think it would be a perfect opportunity for him to sit behind Matt Ryan for a year or two and learn. And Arthur Smith would be, I think, would be a good play caller for him going forward, too. Trey Lance, you know, I think based on pot- potential and you know ceiling, I think he be, could be the second best quarterback in this draft. And number nine, you have the Denver Broncos. These last couple months, I had them going cornerback. Either Patrick Sertan or Caleb Farley, but they kind of addressed that need in free agency by signing Ronald Darby from uh, formerly of the Washington football team and picking up Kyle Fuller from the Chicago Bears. So I think they're okay on that end for the most part right now. They have a really nice team, honestly. If they get their quarterback going with Drew Locke, they can surprise people in that AFC West. Not saying they'll challenge Kansas City, but maybe for a wild card spot. So for this purpose, I'm going to go best player available. I'm going to go with offensive tackle Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Garrett Bulls had a great season for them last year. Finally giving them return on their investment being a first-round pick a couple years back, and they gave him an extension. But Rashawn Slater can play right tackle. He can play a little guard. I think he's just a guy they can have and be a starter at right tackle or guard for them going forward. They have Juwan James at right tackle, but he's been injured recently. So he can slide in there at right tackle, or he can slide in a guard too. But Slater's going to be a really solid starter in this league. Number 10, you have the Dallas Cowboys. They finally locked up Dak Prescott at quarterback. So they definitely have that going for them. Defensively, obviously, there's still a lot of questions going forward. They did re-sign Jordan Lewis, a quarter, cornerback. They picked up Keanu Neal to play, it looks like, weak side linebacker. He's going to move from a strong safety spot from Atlanta, but he's reuniting with Dan Quinn. They definitely need cornerback help. So I'm going to give them Patrick Sertan, the second from Alabama. He'd be a nice combo with Trayvon Diggs and Jordan Lewis you know, playing in the, the nickel spot. So I think Sertan would be a really nice pick for them. For a team that really needs offensive help to get where they want to go. 11, you have the New York Giants. 
Obviously, receiver was in play before they made the big play for Kenny Galladay. They've had a nice offseason picking up Kyle Rudolph during the talks with Adoree Jackson. Uh, but defensively, their front seven still needs some work. They did lock up Leonard Williams. They did, but they did lose Alvin Tomlinson. They can go interior here. Um, but I have not going with linebacker Michael Parsons from Penn State. He's a guy that can play an off-ball linebacker. He also has showed a good edge rushing capability at Penn State before he opted out in 2020. So I think he'd be a good pick for them. He has some off-field incidents right now that could really put his stock down. But he's a really, really talented player. So I think based off talent, he's a top 10 talent. But you know his off-field concerns, whether it's locker room issues and People don't know if he loves football as much as they say, I guess. So I think they're gonna have to. He's gonna be vetted a lot by teams, and you know he could be a guy that you know we see come draft day. They're like, why is he sliding? And I think it's gonna be a tribute to that. But for this, going based off talent, I have him going number eleven here at the New York Giants. At twelve, they turn to school 49ers. I had them picking cornerback Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. They lost Richard Sherman in free agency. They did bring back Jason Verrett, but I think they need a young cornerback to build around in that defense. And Caleb Farley is a Really nice physical specimen. The way he very fast runs a four four forty, long longer corner, long arms. I think he'd be a good press man corner for them at number twelve. Number thirteen in the Philadelphia Eagles and the trade back projected trade back. I had them with the Chargers, and I had them going still getting a receiver that could be in play for them at six, and getting wide receiver Jalen Waddle from Alabama. You know Philly needs playmakers. Honestly, they, I, I'm assuming Jalen Hurts is going to be their option at least for next year. I think a lot of people obviously are still undersold on him. I think he definitely needs a lot more time before they decide what he is. I'm not sure he's the starting quarterback in the NFL. He didn't. He had his moments, obviously, in that four-game trial last year, but definitely has a long way to go. So I think they could be in play for a quarterback as well if they stay at six. But in this scenario, having the trade back, get him a weapon. Jalen Waddle, a guy that he threw to it, threw to at Alabama. You know, they did go receiver last year with Jalen Rager, but they're going to go back to the well because the receiver room is really lacking of talent so Jalen Waddle is a super fast guy electrifying receiver will be a great pick for them and number 14 of the Minnesota Vikings is going with Edresher Kuwiti Pay from Michigan Daniel Hunter seems to be upset with his contract and might request a trade so that's a guy they have to consider replacing or at least even giving someone on the other side if they make him happy you know Kuwiti Pay definitely is a bigger defensive end definitely a 4-3 fit for them it could be a guy that's going to deliver on some potential. He didn't have that much production in Michigan, but the tape was you know, pretty solid, and I think he'd be a nice pick for the Minnesota Vikings. At 15, you have the New England Patriots. Obviously, I think everyone has by now seen what they've done in free agency. It's kind of a shorter list of who they did not sign in free agency. They definitely infused that offense with some talent by signing tight ends Hunter Henry and Jono Smith, picking up receivers Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. I think Cam is definitely their starter, but, you know, they obviously want to see more of him from committing to the future. So for this purposes, I'm going to have them going with quarterback Mac Jones from Alabama. The Patriots have a history of taking Alabama players. Belichick and Nick Saban have a good relationship. So they have them going with Mac Jones, having him sitting even be here a year behind Cam. You know, learning the offense under Josh McDaniels was a complex o- offense to learn, and being a guy that could take over for them in 2022. At number 16, I have the Arizona Cardinals taking cornerback J.C. Horn from South Carolina. He's a the son of former wide receiver Joe Horn. Cardinals lost Patrick Peterson in free agency, so they have a hole to fill at corner. They also made some nice moves, though, picking up J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, trading for center Rodney Hudson. They've had a solid offseason, but you know they could use some help in that secondary, and J.C. Horn would be a really nice guy for them to pick up and guy that can be a number one quarter, cornerback for them going forward. And number 17, you have Las Vegas Raiders. 
they are reshaping their offensive line. Basically, got rid of everyone except Colton Miller. I think they did bring Brady. They did bring back Richie Incognito, but they need a tackle now with trading Trent Brown. So I had them going with Christian Darisol from Virginia Tech. Darisol can play left or right tackle. In this scenario, I haven't played right tackle for them because it seems like they were like Colton Miller on the left side. So I think Darisol will be a great guy to be on the bookends protecting Derek Carr. Number 18, you have the Miami Dolphins again. I have been going with Najee Harris to help in that backfield with Tua Tungavailoa, one of his former teammates at Alabama. Najee Harris had an amazing senior year, 26 touchdowns. Great player, great guy to the backfield who really worked on his hands this past offseason to get better. He's trying to become a three-down back, and he showed that last year at Alabama. At 19, you have the Washington football team. I have him going with linebacker Jeremiah Wosu-Koromoa from Notre Dame. He's a guy that's a off-the-ball linebacker, good pass rusher, has a nose for the ball. He's really nice speed as well, good in coverage. You know, Washington definitely could use a linebacker. I'm going to hit more in-depth on this pick after the full 32 picks. But I think Jeremiah Wosu-Koromoa will be a good pick for the Washington football team. And number 20 of the Chicago Bears. They signed Andy Dalton. And I guess he is their quarterback for this year. It's much to the dismay of a lot of Chicago Bears fans. They did make a run to Kenny Galladay even after Allen Robinson signed his franchise tender. So I think they're in the market for another wide receiver. So I'm going to give them wide receiver Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. He's a guy that reminds me of Allen Robinson a lot. And I obviously I don't think Allen Robinson's long-term future there is secure. He doesn't seem happy there. But you know he took the $18 million franchise tender, which was a smart thing to do after he saw the way the receiver market was shaping up during this offseason. So Bateman can be a guy that can be an opposite Allen Robinson this year and eventually take over as the number one guy for them in a year or two. And number 21, you have the Indianapolis Colts. They've had a quiet offseason after trading for Carson Wentz. Anthony Casanzo retired at left tackle, so I can see them getting his replacement here in offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. The Colts have a solid offensive line to begin with, but after losing Casanzo, they definitely have a hole there, and Tevin Jenkins could be acquired to fill it. At 22, the Tennessee Titans... They lost Corey Davis in free agency, and they cut Adam Humphreys. So A.J. Brown is a definitely number one receiver for them, but they don't really have too much else right now. So I have them going with Kadarius Tooney from Florida, a guy that can bring speed for them, play in the slot, really electrifying with the ball in his hands, really quick and shifty out of his movements. Coming out of the slot, he'd be a good pick for the Tennessee Titans. And number 23 of the New York Jets again, picking for the second time. I have him going corner Eric Stokes here from Georgia. They definitely can use some secondary help. He'd be a nice fit in Robert Salah's new defense there in New York. He had a great pro day running a 4-3. He'd be a really nice addition to that defense. At 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have a lot of holes to fill on that defense now with the guys they lost in free agency, losing Bud Dupree. They're going to have to get rid of Steven Nelson. They lost Mike Hilton. And obviously, line-wise, they haven't re-signed Alejandro Villanueva. So they, I'm going to go with the offensive line help here. I have them going with guard Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. He can play a little tackle as well. He's a nasty mauler, really good player at USC. He can be a guy that kind of fits that Pittsburgh pedigree on the offensive line. At 25, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had a nice couple signings by picking up Shaquille Griffin, Rashawn Jenkins, Marvin Jones. That's a name a few for them. I have them going with safety Trayvon Morag from TCU to pair with Rashawn Jenkins. Yeah, more I can play free safety. Really good center fielder type. A guy that can even go higher than this, but based off some needs and some picks, I have him going here 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars. At 26, I have the Cleveland Browns taking edge rusher Gregory Rousseau from Miami. He had 15 and a half sacks in 2019 before opting out in 2020. 
Olivier Vernon remains unsigned. They need a guy opposite of Miles Garrett going forward, and Gregory Rousseau has a lot of potential to, you know, form a double-digit sack duo with Miles Garrett. At 27, the Baltimore Ravens. They lost a lot of edge rushers this offseason, losing Yannick Ngakwe to the Raiders and um, Matthew Judon to the New, New England Patriots. So I have him going with edge rusher Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. He's another guy that's a physical specimen, had a really nice pro day, had a really nice 40 time, a guy that's only going to get better. And I think Baltimore could really use him. At 28, you have the New Orleans Saints. Got him going with an edge rusher as well, Jalen Phillips from Miami. Highly recruited guy to UCLA. Had a really nice year for Miami, stepping up in place with Gregory Rousseau from Miami, who opted out. They just lost Trey Hendrickson to the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, they still have Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport, but I think you can never have enough edge rushers. And obviously, Cam Jordan still playing very well, but you know he's getting a little up there in age. I think Jalen Flails would be a nice pick for them. At 29, the Green Bay Packers finally getting a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers and going with Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU. Guy that was overlooked his first couple years by Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. But he showed out last year in the six or seven games he played before opting out. Really tall, athletic receiver, good route runner. Be a really nice pick for Aaron and the Green Bay Packers. At 30, at the Buffalo Bills. Going with the playmaker to help out Josh Allen and go with Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders, who they recently signed, and Cole Beasley. And I, I like the running backs with Devin Singletary and even Zach Moss, who's Santana Moss's cousin. But I have been going with Travis Etienne from Clemson, a home you know home run hitter for Clemson, had one of the better careers in ACC history from a running back perspective. He'd be a guy that can really take that offense to another level and run the ball more. They didn't run much last year. Maybe with Etienne in the backfield, they'll uh, you know at least give it to him and you know take some pressure off Josh. At 21, excuse me, I have 31. I have the Kansas City Chiefs going with offensive tackle Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. Kansas City definitely needs some tackles. They cut both of their starting left tackle and right tackle last year in Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz with no replacements in sight currently. Uh, Jalen Mayfield is a guy that's a young guy, only 21 years old, has a lot of potential to grow and become that left tackle for them. He's probably more suited for right tackle as of right now. Um, you know, the Chiefs just need help to protect Mahomes. You saw in the Super Bowl that, you know, they lost that Super Bowl because their offensive linemen were hurt and they had no one to replace the guys that went down. They did make a nice signing and picking up Joe Tooney to play guard, but they also have a whole center right now. They haven't re-signed Austin Ryder as of yet. So I haven't gone with tackle Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. Lastly, as with the last pick of this first round, Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I haven't gone with defensive tackle Christian Barmore from Alabama. That's the only they have a lot of great players in the roster. They don't really have, you know, big needs per se. They was they were able to lock down Basically, all the guys they wanted to, they re-signed Shaq Barrett, Levante David, gave Chris Godwin the franchise tag, brought back Gronk. Um, only guy that hadn't brought back just yet is Indomitian Sue, which obviously still could happen, but if that doesn't happen, that's why I have him going with Christian Barmore here from Alabama. Really disruptive interior pass rusher for them. First team for Alabama, and I think he'd be a great fit in Tampa Bay's defense led by Todd Bowles. And lastly, I'm just going to talk a little more about the Washington football team's options at pick 19. I really like what they did in the offseason. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, is a really solid, solid option for them in 2021. Only a one-year deal wasn't too much you know, risk, 10 mil. I think he's clearly the starter. He's a better quarterback than what they've had the last couple years. They were able to win the division last year at 7-9 with the likes of Alex Smith and Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins. Everyone knows this, but I'm saying with Fitz, I think it can even raise their ceiling for another couple wins. I like the way he's played the last couple years in Miami. Definitely a guy that I'm sure the players are going to fall in love with and rally behind. The Curtis Samuel signing, great pickup. A guy that 
is on the uptick. He's ascending. He won't even be 25 till August. Love the way he runs. Tough to bring down, even at 5'10", 195. Fast guy running a 4'3", at the combine back in 2017. Also a great story with him, you know, being so close to Terry McLaurin, being college roommates. They're going to be a great duo. Kurt is going to play in the slot, and he'd be a great option for them. He's just a great option for them. Great pickup, nice contract, three years, 34.5 mil. A guy that they're going to hopefully put in the backfield like they did in Carolina. You know, hopefully give him 20, 30 carries a year. Hopefully get, you know, 60, 70 balls a year. Really great signing for Washington. And then the other side, the guy that picked up William Jackson, the third from Cincinnati. Great long corner press man. Hopefully they let him play that this year. Because obviously we're more of a zone defense last year. But I think he's going to be a great pickup for them. He's played up against some pretty poor defensive lines in his career with Cincinnati. And now he's playing against the best, with his best offensive line he's ever played with. One of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line in all of football behind Chase, Montez, Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. The list goes on. I think William Jackson can be a great corner for them. He can shadow number one wide receivers. He's going to form an absolute terrific duo with Kendall Fuller. Great pickup by the Washington football team. Having all said that with pick 19, quarterback is still in play. If a guy like Trey Lance drops, I think he'd be a great pick for Washington. He has a lot of potential. Just needs a guy that needs to sit. He could sit behind Fitz for a year or two. Obviously, I don't know if Lance is going to fall that far. I think wide receiver is still in play. Curtis Samuel, like I said, was an absolute great signing. But there still needs some more talent in that room. Cam Sims had a really nice year last year. And hopefully he can build on that. But if there's a guy at 19 that drops, let's say a Jalen Waddle drops for some reason, or even Devontae Smith with all the murmurs about his frame right now, I think Washington should not hesitate to take him, even Kadarius Tooney. But Kadarius Tooney is almost in a little more of the same body type and skill player as Curtis Samuel. I think with the signing of Curtis Samuel, he'd be a little more redundant at pick 19. But I said, like I said, wide receiver is still in play. I think offensive tackle obviously is very much in play. If Christian Darisol is there at pick 19, I would not hesitate to take him. He could definitely be a left tackle for this organization for years to come. A lot of talent. He's only going to get better. I love that he played three years at Tech with starting experience, starting from day one as a freshman. So that, that kind of be one of my number one options there at 19 if he is there. But in this mock, he was not. Linebacker obviously is very much in play. That's why I went with Jeremiah Wusu-Kormoa in this current mock. Sideline to sideline ability. Love his pass coverage ability. Really, really instinctual player. 19 might be a little rich for him, but not by much. I don't think it's really much of a reach. I'd be more I would be more comfortable taking him around the pick 25 range. But if they take him at 19, I don't think anyone should be upset. This team needs a linebacker to take it over the top on defense. Obviously, they're already a great defense. But if they get a linebacker that you know Ron so desires, I think it'd be an absolute, you know, great get for this organization. And the last guy I want to talk about, nineteen, I almost you know gave him to us in this, gave him to them in this mock is safety Trayvon Morak from TCU. Obviously, Washington has Landon Collins at strong, Cam Curl at strong, but he can play a little free. But obviously, they feel more comfortable with him playing strong safety and even playing a little nickel closer to the line, playing a long linebacker at all. That's what he was playing when Landon was healthy earlier in the year. If they get a guy like Trayvon Morak to pair with those two guys, that'd be amazing. You know, Trayvon Morak is a true free safety. He's a great tackler, great ball skills. He has a lot of pass breakups in his career. I think he has seven interceptions over the last couple of years. You know, Morag is a guy that I think would be a great pick at 19 as well. Um, you know, like I said, safety, they have some good players there, but mostly strong safeties. I think Morag is a true free safety would be a good pick for, for Washington at pick 19. So with all that, that will conclude this mock draft ep- episode. We're about five weeks from the NFL draft. You know, a good amount of free agency moves have been made so far with plenty to come that will shape some of my mocks in the future. Still some impact players out there and more that can be cut and traded or traded in these upcoming weeks with obviously the salary cap 
you know, going down this year and stuff. I'll have another mock out in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.